Welcome to Just Saying. Today's show is Dear Regret, signed my younger self. So stay tuned. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live. Just saying. You're tuning in to Just Saying, where it's real friends, real talk, and real raw. I'm Diane Valentine. I'm your host tonight. I'm here with my co-host, April and Jen. Thank you for joining us for another show. And I hope you got your cocktails, because somewhere in the world is happy hour. Amen Woo. to that, yes. <laughs> and shout out to Mix Moscato. Hey, Mona Young Scott. Um, is it Mona, Mona Scott Young? Mona, Mona Scott, Scott Young. Young. Okay, I get it confused. <laughs> well, anyway, we are drinking her drink, which is a mix. And um, yeah, cheers to the damn weekend. Yes. Right. Cheers. April's drinking. I'm what? glad, yeah. What? Everybody's drinking. Everybody's yes, drinking. I'm yes. definitely going to drink to that. <laughs> So what's going on in the world, Miss April? Oh man, it's a little bit of everything going on. We got politics at a heightened point. Woo! We got a shout out to Hillary end. Clinton, though. <laughs> yes, yes, we're gonna get back to that in one second. But everybody knows Russell Sim—I mean Russell Simmons, <laughs> Russell Wilson and Sierra. Their engagement. I'm so happy yeah, for me them. Too. Me too. I, yes. love I love together. them together. Yeah. I gotta go get yeah. me a corny yeah. dude. <laughs> I saw a picture on a blog somewhere and it had a picture of Russell and Sierra and they were like at a children's hospital and then next to that was a picture of Sierra and, and future and future <laughs> and she was blowing smoke from a blunt yes I saw that too you saw on that the, what? On the, on social media and, and I was like mm. <laughs> you definitely take on the personality yes of who be you careful of the company you keep hey, baby you know love is blind sometimes but you know his love wasn't because we sure all saw the five carat flawless yes. diamond that cost he was blinding a, a everybody six with million that. dollar uh, fee <laughs> on her ring. They went to a private uh, island where he proposed, and so they said sweet. that he presented like thirty different locations for them to go to, and she picked that one, and they went, and it was just—I mean, it was so pretty. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just love the special part for me was the video, and then she said, she said yes, and she said. God is so good. I said, you give him the praise here. Yeah, that's right. Because folks talking about your celibacy ain't real and this yep. and that and judging and everything yep. else. You know, she showed yep. the millennials and the people of today that you can still do yes. what's right and it yes. pays off. Yes. You know? God is a rewarder of those that Absolutely. diligently seek him. Absolutely. Eventually. <laughs> so that, that was really, you know, it that, that touched me like that was my family or something when I saw that. Yeah, I was very so, happy. Very yeah, happy for yeah. them. Yeah. She definitely deserves that. Yes. So in different news, Afini Shakur, Tupac's mom. Mm-hmm. Well, did we know she was married? No. no. Yeah, no, I didn't either, no. right? I didn't either. No, yeah, we never hear of, like, not her Not father. The... No, no, no. Oh, okay. uh, She married this gentleman, I think his name is Gus, um, 12 years ago. Okay. Is All she right. still part of the Black Panthers? You know, now I that, don't, I, don't, I don't think an active member, but I think, you know. Okay. I don't think you ever drop out of being a Black Panther. You just act over, not you active. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. on your eulogy. I was a Black Panther. <laughs> 
Look, Beyonce should have had her in her formation video. Right, I know, right? right? But, um, you know, uh, she filed for divorce. She's been separated a little bit over a year. But the crazy thing is that Tupac's estate makes about $900,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Her wow. husband of 12 years feels like he should get half. Tupac was established way before him. Okay, but did they have a prenup? <laughs> they didn't. And she filed in North Carolina where the judge doesn't divide assets 50-50. Mm. Each case is different. Mm. So it's kind of like a 50-50 chance. I don't know. Whether, but, okay, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of variables that's going to go into this because does, does he help her manage the estate? Is he involved with the estate in any way, shape, or form? But like, even if he isn't, because if... if if the tables were turned and it we was, if it like, was you his son getting the money, she would be, y'all would be like, she should get half. She yes. should. He want everything. He want the ranch. He want the keys to the boat. He want, after expenses, she gets about $20,000. He said he wants ten. Look, so I believe why I say marry up so you don't have these problems, okay? Marry smart. No. Prenups. Because you prenups. never know. Yes, you never know. Who that no. person's gonna be when Listen, you divorce no. him? The person you marry is not the person you divorce, ladies. <laughs> marry Shoot. up, okay? Don't have no two chasing after your shit. Okay. Right. <laughs> because you marry up, you can marry up and not have a good prenup and be asked out. Now that's yeah, true. That's true. Because <laughs> I know too many of them girls. And so Jen said, that's, why you, have job, a, that's why you gotta have a kitty on the side, okay? <laughs> Oh, yes, but wait a minute. With all this craziness going on with the pl- yes. politics, Trump and his foolishness, I, I just can't believe. But I have to say, uh, is it just me or have you all experienced a shift in the atmosphere? Because, yeah, people are crazy. They, they're real crap right about but now, they, right? They, they cool about that crazy. Like, it's cool to be crazy now. No, I don't know, because I ran into one who wasn't so cool about her crazy. I what? was like... Wait a minute, we're in the suburbs. How are you out here fooling? What is going Did on? Did she call you the N-word? Now, I would have been on TMZ if she <laughs> called me the N-word. I'm going to keep it all the way live. No, I'm going in the grocery store. I had my friend in town. Uh-huh. Yane. Y'all met Yane. Yeah. Oh, she was bad. Yes. Oh, we, why we, she didn't come today? Well, she a little busy with her church. You know, she came out for a church function. Yane, you supposed to be here <laughs> But we going to the grocery store. Yes. It's this lady, a Caucasian lady standing there yes. with her friend. Mm-hmm. And the woman is fairly a big lady. Like she wasn't petite little. She's kind of, you know, 20, size 22, maybe <laughs> around that area. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm just giving you the illustration so you can right. follow. Mm-hmm. I'm with the car. Yane's in front of me. We go inside. And we're trying to get inside. Right. Nane says, excuse me, and she goes, you know, mm-hmm. didn't touch her, but I guess it was too close for her comfort. Mm-hmm. So she stops and she looks at Yane. Her big ass should lose some weight then. <laughs> and she looks at her like, how dare you? Like, And then she looked at her friend and said, I mean, really? Wow. So, of course, me. <laughs> Vera. Vera was what I said that. I said, now, in the process of her doing that, I said, excuse me, because I had the car. And she's not paying me no mind, not moving. I said, okay. I said, you do realize you're in front of the door. And you're not very small. (laughs) 
<laughs> now, if you don't want people to touch you or say excuse me or give you any type of inconvenience to your day, move. Bring you in the doorway. I couldn't believe this woman, but she looked at me like, yeah. She don't need to be buying no food anyway with her big ass. <laughs> she should have been on the fast. I'm like, what is wrong with people? It's just like on some cocky, just want to start a riot. That's yeah. you know, um, yeah. and I it was just crazy. And then her friend was co-signing like, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. I'm like, what are you talking about? Y'all are in front of the door. Look, between Donald Trump and the O.J. Simpson show, white people is mad. <laughs> y'all <laughs> mad? mad out of- and y'all need to just no, calm down. No, with the knife coming back with clean. <laughs> right, with no DNA. Just relax. And then oh Sarah Palin and her crazy behind. I'm yeah. like, Sarah, I just want you to go on a sabbatical Love. and never come back. Because I don't even understand her logic. I, I don't even understand. Just it's, relax. We it, know it, y'all want to repeal civil rights, <laughs> but you can't do it's it. It's so right. crazy. It's a different like, generation the now. Racism is alive oh, and kicking. And this shit is like front and center. It has yeah. always been. I'm like, thuggery? Really, Sarah? <laughs> really? Like, your, your family in the news all the time. And, and we the thug. Right. I don't understand. Right. Well. And then it's President Obama's fault. That your family's in the love, news. Love. I don't understand. This is just a heated time in America. It is. It is. That's all I'm saying. Go, 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 Hillary. <laughs> oh, now okay. you want to be power to people. <laughs> I've always <laughs> been power to the That's people. Get from moving out to Africa. <laughs> Africa. Power to the people. <laughs> all right, That's ladies. All I got. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's all right. <laughs> Let's jump into our show. So today we are talking about. Writing a letter to your younger self. Have you done it? Do you think that women should do it? Is there value in it? Or is that just kind of your opportunity to have your own pity party? So let's get into it, ladies. So segment one, regrets versus revelation. So according to an article that I found at DailyMail.com in the UK, it says women are more likely to agonize over the choices they made when they were younger and still reflect on them today. So speaking of our younger selves, here's a picture of Jen. Jen, you had to be in college. Oh, Lord. I was in college, but I was popping with that red coach bag, Okay? Don't get it twisted. I've always been about that life, okay? I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. And peep the hair. That was before weeds. Hello, honey. Thank you, Mom, for those good jeans. Good old luscious locks. Oh, my gosh. That is too cute. So, ladies, when it comes to women and decisions, Do you think the ramifications are based off the fact that you decided and made a decision based on your heart versus your gut? Oh, man. You know, that's a hard one because, you know, we've all made decisions from our heart that Mm -hmm. actually won. And we've always, and we all have made gut decisions right. too. So I think it, you know, it is a, it's a slippery slope of balance mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, for women, you know, often we say don't think with our hearts mm-hmm. because for some reason there's there this notion that your heart will lead you into foolish decision making. Right. Yes. But you know, I follow my heart and I have my son and that's like one of the the biggest blessings in my life. So, you know, I I can't sit here and completely say, oh, Mm -hmm. the heart, never. Stay with the gut because, you know, the gut has also let me down some paths Mm -hmm. that weren't quite the ones that I needed to go with. So I just think it depends on the circumstance and the individual. You know, it's kind of hard Mm -hmm. to say either or, but, you know, I've seen them benefit and I've seen them be like a curse. You're like, oh, God, no. (laughs) So, Jen, what about you? Which way do you lean? 
Um, you know, it. I think it depends on the situation. When I was younger, I would say I definitely went with my heart. But mm-hmm. as I get older, I definitely go with my gut feeling. Yeah. Because um, I am going to definitely say when I got married... My gut told me, bitch, what you walking down this aisle for? <laughs> but my heart was like, I wanted that fairy tale. And you can't and, deny me. Right. <laughs> right. I was like, God damn it, I'm going to have a princess wedding and I'm going to be married. And like, it was just something that I always wanted for myself. Yeah. And seeing my parents get divorced, it was like, okay, you know, I got to make this work and I'm going to get married mm-hmm. and right. it's going to be great. And, you know, that was what my right. heart wanted. But my right. gut on the day of was like, bitch, you crazy. It knew. Right. Like, yeah. Yes. Well, let's, let's, what about the fact that women are such emotional beings? You know, we, we, we are so emotional, whether we're happy, whether we're sad, we tend to be extremists. So do you think that we have the ability to even make stable decisions? I know I'm probably going to get flat with that. <laughs> but I think it's a large population, a larger population of women who their emotions have them running bat poop crazy and they mm-hmm. just should stay away from big decisions. They mm. really should. I've seen women have everything and destroy it all based off of their emotions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why I think a lot of people are kind of on the fence about Hillary. Mm-hmm. Like a woman running on their right. Oh, God, what would that look like with her cycles on you? I don't even know. She so do you cycles, think that we're incapable of making stable decisions? <clears throat> I think some, yes, I think some are. Mm. I definitely think that plays a role. I think it, it definitely um, affects the stability in the individual because mm-hmm. some women just don't have control over their emotional state. And, you know, not that they have to fall apart. Right. Because some people may misconstrue emotion as just not, oh, I'm just, you know, falling apart. And I can't. Right. No, there are a lot of powerful women in powerful places who emotionally are not stable. And right. I have just seen them chisel great relationships away, chisel business opportunities away, chisel family away. But it's also the emotion of women that makes us so amazing. It's what makes us <clears throat> loving mothers. You know, and amazing wives, it makes us, we tend to be more compassionate than men. So I, I, I think that, you know, as women, yeah, maybe we maybe we struggle a little bit with right. the balance of it, but you can't be, you can't applaud us for one area and then beat us down for another. What do you think, Jim? No, I, I think that you can't make a blanket statement and say all women are emotional right. and we can't make decisions because clearly there are women in power and they know how to separate church and state. Like, I think Michelle Obama is a classic example of that. Absolutely. Like, granted, we never see her lose her cool, right. which I'm sure she does. You <laughs> know what I mean? But, On that third floor. <laughs> but she holds it together. She holds it down. Like, I truly believe that Barack is where he is because of her because yeah, you know she is a great support system for yeah. him and she encourages him so I think right. you know people like that are a great example so I don't think we can make a blanket statement and say well, all women are emotional but there definitely are a lot that are but I think there are a lot that know how to separate right. church and state okay yeah so Jen if you I'm sorry I was going to say, but I still think there's more unstable women there than there is. Yeah. It's like 70, 30, probably. (laughs) So, Jen, have you ever written a letter to your younger self? I have 
have not. I have not because I, I feel like I'm still very young. So it's a little too early for that. I'm with Jen. <laughs> Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. I would not get in my 30s. I'll do it. Yeah, I just don't feel like I'm at the age where I mm-hmm. just feel I have so. You know what? I think I will probably do it when I get married again and when I have a kid. Okay. Because I just feel I'm I'm not in a place right now to really to really do that. Okay, so hypothetically speaking, you two spring chickens, <laughs> if you were to write a letter to your younger self, would you have any regrets? No, honestly, I don't like to live with regrets. Mm -hmm. I feel everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I think a part of winning, you have to fail at some Mm -hmm. point because you you have to learn those lessons. Mm -hmm. So I feel everything that's happened to me, it's happened to me to put me in a position that I am in today. Mm -hmm. It's taught me lessons. And sometimes I don't always understand it. There are still things that I'm trying to understand about what has happened in my life but I do feel like there's a lesson from it and mm-hmm. I just I just don't I don't believe in regrets I mm-hmm. truly believe something happened for you to learn a lesson okay so April what do you think have you have well you haven't done it but if you were to write a letter to your younger self what would it be I definitely, you know, I feel like everything does happen for a reason, but mm-hmm. I do believe we have a hand in some of the foolishness that we experience. <laughs> I feel like, you know. From making those emotional decisions. <laughs> right. I just feel like a lot of heartache, a lot Drink of aggravation okay. I could have eliminated out of my life if maybe I did things a little bit different. If I allowed people to have that effect on me to, that con you know. <laughs> girl. <laughs> like, I've had some doozies, but not even from a, like, college for me. Right. It's no reason I should not have gone to college. Mm-hmm. The year I graduated, I went with my best friend and stayed on campus with her for a whole year at IUP and was not registered as a student. And Which, who does doing? that? I'm just hanging out, having fun, college like. And I'm like, where was my mother at this point? Like, where was my, you know? She couldn't and, tell you shit. Right. She couldn't tell me anything. At that point, I was grown, right. but I had a that great emotional upbringing. Decision. Emotional. But I'm like, to this day, I'm like, why didn't you take your butt? Like, that's retarded. Right. You was a straight A student. Like, who right. does that? So, you know, things like that. The men updated, you know, just, just poor decision making. Mm-hmm. And, even in poor decision making, I agree, you do learn from the different mistakes you make. But I do believe that when you stop thinking you know it all or got all the mm-hmm, answers right. and you mm-hmm. allow people who have gone before you who do have some wisdom to pour into you, right. you should be a little more receptive because it's your life, yes. But sometimes you just do some dumb stuff that you just regret later. Right. So for right. me, yeah, that would that would pretty much mm. be like my biggest. Yeah. Well, I ain't no older than these bitches, but I have <laughs> <laughs> I have written a letter to my younger self, and and basically I, I've written a few, and I tend to do it when I've achieved a major milestone. You know what I mean? Like when I got a job hosting my first television show, I wrote a letter. Mm. And then when I married Damon, you know, I wrote a letter. When my daughter had Zop, when I had my first grandbaby, I wrote a letter then. And I think the underlying theme of the letters I've written have been just relax because you have a beautiful life. You're so worried and you've been so stressed and you've been so anxious for things, but God has had you every step of the way. So when you cannot see his steps, just trace them. 
Just look back at these letters. Look back at your diaries. Look back at your prayer books and just realize how far you've come. And as much as you've, yeah, maybe made a bad decision here or there, you have this beautiful life. You might not be where you want to be. You might not have accomplished what you thought you should, but you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I like the prayer book. I tell yeah. my kids, I'm like, every time something great happens, you log it in your prayer yes. book. So then when you're faithful, when things don't look or add yes. up, like you think all your hard work has deposited into yes. a situation should, you can go back and yes. remind yourself because, yes. you know, the enemy love to be like, he ain't doing nothing for you. What you worshiping <laughs> right, for? What you right, praying right, for? What yeah. you living for? Yeah, but then yeah. you can go back and reinstill like, yeah. he got me. You yeah, know? so I think it's not always regret. Sometimes it's just a re reminder that, yeah, you are pretty amazing. You know, yeah, you're good. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. You know? I like so, that you did it in different stages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. thinking about when I'm going to do the next one. I don't know. but Well, you should have wrote one when we got back together and started just saying. Silly me. Silly me. You should have wrote one when I came on as a co-host. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, let's move on, ladies. So let's talk about sex and certainty. So the top regret often women have is sexual say <laughs> encounter. So their first was their worst. Um, they were often inexperienced. And then, you know, when it comes to sexual talk, sometimes you feel like there was one that got away. And you have those kinds of regrets. So would you tell, Jen, would you tell your younger self to abstain from sex until you got married? Obviously, it's proven that it works for Sierra and Russell. Hell no. <laughs> no, I mean, I just... I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would not tell my younger self to do that. I, I feel like, listen, I don't want to... With them, with uh, Sierra and Russell, it's a little different because obviously they both have had sex. Mm -hmm. But I think when you're younger, I mean, you're curious. You want to know. And I feel a little weird if I had to spend the rest of my life with somebody and not know if the sex was good. <laughs> like, I can't find that out after, you know, on the wedding night. I need to know beforehand. I gotta know what I'm working with. Like, am I gonna have to be using dildos? Like, I just gotta know. Like, I gotta know. <laughs> Lord, Lord. I ain't gotta use one with hey, hey. That's terrible. So, April, what yeah. about the, the, the thought or the notion about like, you abstain from sex, but then he ends up being the one that got away. I'm not talking about you and Sean. I know you're not talking oh, okay. about You know, I, I actually have no regrets with any of the men that I dated before Sean. Like, I don't even think about yeah. he got away. I do know people, though, who have, and it's just crazy because, like, when you don't have that closure, a part of you is always second guessing <clears throat> yeah. or trying mm -hmm. to hold on. Yeah. Some situations they are able to still have a connect with the family mm -hmm. or that individual and mm -hmm. all of that and you find it a little bizarre when you're like but you've moved on. Move on. <laughs> Why don't you move completely all the way on? Because you hold on right. to that. Yeah. You know. But for me it's been it's been kind of different because mm -hmm. with my son mm -hmm. my oldest like oh my goodness that's the biggest one of the biggest blessings but his father I'm like really lord like you couldn't make it like a 50-50 a type of like it's it's a horrible relationship to the point where we don't talk we don't wow. interact I don't he don't call me I don't call him uh, and it's just so like sad. you know yeah it really yeah. is it really is and and the crazy thing is 
I'm not that baby mama that you got to do that with. Right, like, right. I'm so cool on you, dude. We could be like, I don't even want to be your friend, but we could be cordial and raise our son together. So I think, like, for those who have the children and, you know, some situations it ends up being, like, a healthy right. type of deal. But others, it's just like a headache sometimes, you, you know? know? And I think children is a good, that's a good point, because children... Um, create a different kind of emotion, mm-hmm. a little dynamic when a relationship doesn't work out. And I think we even have a picture of my <laughs> favorite little guy, Omar, with his mommy. Oh. Let's see if we can have a little flashback with them. Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. okay. So we'll move on. But adorable picture of April and Omar when he was a when he was a little one. But so. But, Jen, like, there's something that can be said about is it, is it even worth it to, to wait, right, if you feel like you have found the one? Wait to have sex? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I told y'all, that waiting <laughs> game is whack. Like, I mean, now listen, I'm not saying give it up the first night. Yeah. You know, like, you got to have some game with your shit, okay? And, <laughs> you know, somebody, it's funny, somebody sent me a page, literally, it was like two paragraphs from L.A. Reid's book. And he was saying how he was in this apartment with roommates and blah, blah, blah. And so they would, you know, go out with these girls or whatever. In the book, he says, no fucking for free. Okay? (laughs) Now, this is a man saying this. How you doing? So, women, you need to get your shit together. See, but that's what he's saying. Don't do it for free, so wait and get get the husband. It ain't free then. No, he was like, listen, she got to buy groceries. She got to, you got to borrow the girl's car. Like, something. Get something out of it. Yeah, so I'm just saying, like. I don't know if I agree with all of that. So, April, do you think, like, sex and certainty then is really just an issue with your younger self? And not an issue with mature women. No. 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 Because there's some folks up here having a whole lot of sex and ain't certain about nothing except for we having sex. So, no, I I definitely don't think that's the case. But I think I want to piggyback off of what Jim was saying. I think that. You know, because when I, when me and Sean got engaged, we we was abstinent for like sixteen days. But <laughs> no, it was longer than that. But seriously, we, we were really... the biggest hoe at the table, <laughs> acting like she, she T D J. She always called me. You call me T D J. I never called me T D J. But no, I want to say that you know we we refrain from from having sex and. Yeah, you even moved out, right? Didn't you yeah. have your own condo yeah. or something? Yeah. I remember like, that. You know, for I remember sure, that. Yes, it was. You, you didn't have sex until you got married? No, we we had sex before, but we really was trying to do the right thing. Got and it. We didn't quite make it all the way to That's the finish line. she moved in after 9-11. <laughs> oh, right. Sean said I raped him, but there's a discrepancy there. <laughs> but this is what I want to say. Sorry. If you don't have sex until you're married, to me... I think when the man has your your heart and mm-hmm. your your mind and you have his, it's the best sex yes. because of the connection. Yeah, I think you know. Yeah, we don't want you know a small penis and you know a, a poor sexual drive or sex right. life. But the chances of that happening is kind of slim. Mm-hmm. But I think that when two people come together. It's the two people coming together as one that makes everything that much better. Yeah. You know, like going to to a, a favorite 
museum might have been boring, but now you're with him, and right. it's the best thing in the world. Going to a restaurant that has a beautiful view was cool with your girlfriends when y'all used to go on Friday nights, but now you're going with him, and it's just like a whole heightened experience. Yeah. So I say all that to say that I get your point. Because it's like a big mystery. you like, wait a minute. I'm getting mad at him. And I don't have no idea. Right. Now, you can look at it. Just don't touch it. Listen. <laughs> so, here's the thing, right? So, like, you're going to be horny. He's going to be horny. His dick going to be hard. So, then what? You can't like, put yourself in those situations. Right. You have to avoid them. That's like someone well, who's a drug addict going to a, uh, a party where there's nothing but listen, drugs I say this. at your leisure. Well, you know, guys get turned on by by things that we don't even think would turn them on. So, I True. mean, if you're going to do that, you better have a mean hand game. <laughs> but okay? you got to be on the same page because that's the only way it works. That is if the you other on that page. Because it don't and... even work sometimes when you're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I'm proof. Listen, get <laughs> your <laughs> hand game together, okay? Don't get your hand right, game together. Right. Don't do it. No, listen, at the end of the day, like, dudes want to come. So, like, just make them come, but don't fuck them. <laughs> Jen, if you want to do that, you might as well do it all. Right. Like, it's just get them, get them off. Let them go to sleep and keep it moving. How about he gets himself off and you just watch? <laughs> And look, she like, that's no fun. Look, let's move on. It's a control look. thing. Like, if I if I can have a mean hand game and get a dude off and just dip, like, yeah, yeah. it's a control thing. It's leave. a control. Look, like, this one yeah. just want to screw it up and have the couples there. <laughs> I think we can agree that there is no sex uncertainty. Period. <laughs> so let's move on, ladies. Let's do a round of rapid fire. I give you a word and you give me the first word that comes to mind when you oh hear God. it. Okay. Uh, uh, baby daddy. Horrible. <laughs> Jen? Um, I need one. <laughs> um, house arrest. <laughs> Meek Mill. <laughs> I'm like Rick Ross. Was it? Yeah, <laughs> I it um, college dropout. Me. Oh, <laughs> uh, I say Kanye West. Wasn't that the name of one album. of his albums? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, abstinence. God's way. Don't know nothing about it. <laughs> Y'all got phrases now. <laughs> All right. Uh, child support. Underpaid. <laughs> Look, let me get that wire every month. <laughs> Trying to get some. Right? <laughs> Have a baby by the right one. Okay. Right. Look, Mar- even listen, sometimes. marry up. Marry right. up. Okay. Um, teenage pregnancy. April. <laughs> I was 22. I had to tell you. <laughs> me? I don't know. Another baby mama. Diane. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean another? Like he got another yeah, baby, got mama? Another baby oh, mama? Oh, nah, baby mama drama. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more. Um, divorce court. My ass was in it too long. <laughs> uh, don't want to go. <laughs> So let's move on. Thank you, ladies, for playing. I hope you guys at home were playing with us. I hope. 
Yes. So let's move on and talk a little bit about being about my business. So I found a great article on the HuffingtonPost.com, and it talks about youth and drive. You know, and it says that youth and drive go hand in hand when it comes to business because um, the stakes are so much lower. You know, when you're younger, uh, when you wait till you get older, the stakes are really high and you um, aren't necessarily as fearless. So some women believe that the more experience, the better your chances in succeeding, whereas others feel like, well, why not just go for my gut? Because I might stumble upon something great and I don't need the experience. So speaking of younger self and a businesswoman, that is a picture of me and Ryan. Aww. That was when I first moved to L.A., I first moved to LA, and you know what? Diane still had the Oakland hair popping. I had Oakland hair, <laughs> and I had silver feet. She always gonna have the hair. I had to work all that out. I had to work all that out. But um, you know, Lila Rashawn, who was my first big client in LA, I'll never forget. She gave me great advice, and she was like, "You know, you got to be taken seriously because you're so young in this business." So she was like, "I want you to go to Emporio Armani." She was like, "Don't go to Giorgio because you'll be broke, but go to Emporio Armani and get you some suits." Right? So, like, women won't be intimidated by you, and actresses will, you know, embrace you because you're a great person, but you kind of cute, and they might not like that. Mm. Right. Right? That's great. So, advice. that was my first suit from Emporio Armani. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Leela. Thank you, Leela. That was great advice. <laughs> it it was. was great advice. Mm-hmm. It was great advice. So, thinking about business and your younger self, do you believe that we shape ourselves <clears throat> in business through experience? Or do you think we shape ourselves based on just a vision that we have? I think mine is a vision. And it's funny because I feel when I was younger, I was more caught up in um, my relationship and getting married and, mm-hmm. and not really focusing on my business. Mm-hmm. And so, like, one day I woke up and I was like, wait, hold up. My whole life can't be about him. Like, what am right. I doing for myself? So I feel as I got older, my drive is is definitely more than when it was younger. Right. So for me, it was it's a little, it's opposite. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's just because of my experience. And I mean, but my shit was just dysfunctional. It's like, <laughs> I didn't live a, a regular life. So I think for me, my drive came when I was younger, yeah. for sure. Okay. And April, what are like some of the things in business you benefited from, from your younger self? Oh, my goodness. My younger self was, like, having very little responsibility. I was, I had my first job when I was 12. Mm-hmm. Like, a for real job. Only reason I stopped working there is because they kept asking me for my working papers, and I was underage. <laughs> so I was like, okay, next week. Yeah, next week. I was like, I ain't got nothing to give them. I'm going to have to quit. But my drive there and my tenacity was just so, like, no wasn't an option. Mm-hmm. I remember this one place. I used to go there every day after school when I was in high school. And he would be like, you too young, because I got skipped a grade. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the age I needed to be mm-hmm. to work at the place. But I was in high school. And I was like, what you mean? And I remember City Blue in Philadelphia was the hot spot where everybody, all the drug dealers, everybody came to get their clothes. Uh-huh. And everything was popping back then. And Yurney was his name. And I would come in there like a crazy person every day. And he would be like, little girl, go home. What do you keep coming here for? And one day he found his girl on the spot. And he was like, you want a job? You got it. Like, it was like, if I saw it, right. I would do it. That yeah. vision, right. I would do it. I don't care what nobody tell right. me. And I was all about it. Now, I'd be like, well, I got to make sure 
Omar's okay. And then, oh, Jet, you find some? Okay, now show them what you need me to do. And I'm like, I got one hour and 30 seconds to do something. To... And it's hard. Even, like, with the right. Rock Out, with my Rock Out With Me campaign, like, it's a struggle for me to be able to balance it. I do, but it's not right. like younger when I have this great vision, I want to execute it, and no one's going right. to tell me no. Right. I'm going to go out there. It's like you get all drummed up to hear 20 no's, right. and then you got a, a 10 minutes left to try to get a yes. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's a, it was a little different for me because it definitely, like, I was all about it. Like, you right. know, love, I'm good. Like, I want my paper. I want to be popping. Right. I want to, you know, I don't yeah. want nobody to feel like they did anything for me. But, you know, now it's it's more like, okay, I still have a vision. Right. But a part of me is missing that I used to have that was just like, mm-hmm. girl, get up and go do it right now. I'd be like, okay, it's <laughs> 9 a.m. 9 p.m. I'll be ready. <laughs> what the heck? Well, you know, when when I was younger, you know, I was I was so fearless. I was I was a thousand percent fearless. There was no door I wouldn't knock on. Right. I would go. I remember I first signed with William Morris when I first came to when I decided I wanted a television career. I used to just go and sit in the lobby and be like, eventually somebody Somebody's gonna talk gonna, to me. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it was just nothing that I wouldn't do. You know, every single challenge. I remember when I was still living in Oakland and I was twenty twenty two years old and I decided that I was gonna produce the first black bridal show in Northern California. And on the outside looking in, it was incredibly successful. You know, over 100 vendors. We had over 5,000 people attend. It was well attended. It was the talk of the city. And I lost everything, including getting my car repossessed. But I didn't care. Right. Because I was just like, this is temporary. You did what you wanted to do. You know what I mean? And and I feel like as I've gotten older, I haven't lost my fearlessness, but now having a mate is different. Yeah. You know, because I just be like, baby, fuck it. It's only money. You know what I mean? If we lose it, we just figure it out. We'll just make some more. You know what I mean? Like, right. But I have to be more responsible and I don't want to be responsible. You know, like I'm like all about like eliminating debt right now. Mm-hmm. Like we're on a mission, to like pay off our house because I don't want this conversation to stand in the way of the woman that I'm supposed to be. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. Right. So mm-hmm. I got to risk some got more work shit. To do I got to risk some more <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and if it blow up, it just blow up. Right. right. It's right. just money. Money right. is just a tool. Right. 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 But you know what? I, I really think that, you know, your foundation shapes who you are. Yeah. So I think like, you know, your childhood and what your parents instilled in you. Yeah. Because my parents, when I was in, um, I think I was like, 14 or 15. I know I was definitely in high school. I had to go to work. So my sister had this job where she worked at a pharmacy. Uh And so that was like her job growing up. So basically when I got to the age, it was my job (laughs) too. And my parents were very like into education, like you're going to go to school. But they also wanted to teach us responsibility. So on the weekends, we had to go to work and Mm -hmm. we had to work this job. So I appreciate that now because it it taught me a sense of responsibility. Like even though I have to go to school, I still need to, you know, wake up, go to work, be on time. So I think as you're, when you're younger, if you have those lessons instilled in you, they carry over a lifetime. Mm -hmm. You don't forget them. No. You know, Mm -hmm. you might for a season, but I feel like it'll always come back to you. So um, now we've all made decisions in our youth that were probably a bit premature, uh, but still turned out um, okay. Or maybe sometimes we made decisions and they didn't turn out how we planned. How did you recover then versus how do you recover now? Um, 
think I used to, and I still do this to a certain extent, I beat myself up a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a Virgo. We worry about everything. And I I think, you know, part of the problem with my son is, like, we're, like, we we strive for perfection. And obviously nobody is perfect. So I do tend to beat myself up about decisions. But I'm, like, learning how to let go. Because now I find... I find the lesson in, mm-hmm. in whatever mm-hmm. it is. So mm-hmm. I don't beat myself up as much, but yeah, I, I have an issue with that. So when you look back, I'm sorry, April, one more. When you look back at things like that, do you see it as a reminder to get back on track? Is it like a kick in the ass? Like, hey, this ain't who I'm supposed to be or this isn't who I'm... Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes you, you definitely get get a wake-up call, yeah. you know? Like, things happen, and you're like, oh, shit, like, what am I doing? Like, I, I remember waking up one day in my house in Boston, and Eric was at practice, and I used to jump my ass up before he got back from practice to make it seem like I'm <laughs> doing something. Start? But my ass was really in the bed, and I woke up one morning like, uh-uh, like, I can't do this. Like, I need to do something for myself. Yeah. Like, I can't be his, you know, assistant and go get the eight cars washed and do this and do... Like, what right. am I doing for myself? So I think... You have those moments where it's a light bulb moment and something goes off and you're like, wait, what the hell am I doing? Right. So, I mean, I think it's different for everybody. Yeah. But I definitely have had those moments. Yeah. What do you think? Eh? You know, I think sometimes when you miss the mark, mm-hmm. it can harbor anger. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know it was a couple of things I've been angry about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I ain't angry. <laughs> I'm walking around here like the, the in denial, emotion, right. anger from the inside out. popping out. out. Right? Mm-hmm. But it, it's crazy because because of my character traits, it overrode my anger. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even recognize my anger because it was kind of like, just get right in there in that little corner and just keep being the bright, vibrant person you right. are. And but I just had a revelation the other day, and I'm like, I'm really angry. Oh. oh that's good that word. you can recognize yeah. it, though. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it I mean, is. you know, that's it was crazy. Step. Right. <laughs> to get help. <laughs> but no, I was like, wow. Like, when I think about, like, some of the things I was saying and doing, I'm like, ooh. You know, and it, it was a me mm-hmm. thing. Not like mm-hmm. I was right. lashing out to my friends or anything you like that. But moment. an aha moment right. where I was just reflecting. And I was like, listen, you are too amazing to right. be this angry. Yes. You have so much to offer. Yes. Get, ahead, yourself together. <laughs> Get yourself together, you know, before you self-destruct. Yeah. Because a lot of times we don't even know. <clears throat> or we had too much pride to say that's what it is. Right. Or, you know, we want to pretend it's everybody else. Everybody else. We ain't got right. no hand in it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that a lot of times your anger will cap off your greatness because you don't recognize it, which is a natural thing, yeah. or you ignore the signs. Yeah. And so I really true. had to get real with myself and really just like, you know what, Lord? Symbolic. I'm going to throw this rock over the hill. My husband, it was incredible. My husband, you know, he was praying for me, and I was like, this is going to be a, a, wow. a symbolic gesture that this is my anger, and I'm releasing it because yes. I'm better than that. It's toxic. Mm-hmm. Good for you. They're going to have me crying <laughs> <laughs> Good for 
for you. Yes, Good for you. Honey. Very proud of you. That, yeah, that's that's a big sign of growth. Thank Very you. proud of you. Very I'm proud of growing. <laughs> well, ladies, before we wrap this up, I want to do a really quick segment, fabulous find of the week, because we got to rock out with me, baby. <laughs> love and successful relationships marriage all of the above and so we figure you know because that's a ministry of ours how can we reach and really share and deposit and just use the platform God has given us to really help others and so we've designed the ultimate date night there will be food there will be drinks we have like a game night type of customized game situation for couples and we're going to even have a Q&A where we are going to be an open book. You can ask us anything pertaining to our relationship. Don't be getting in my bed in my bedroom. That's none of your business. <laughs> no, but even on sex, we're going to talk about sex. Yeah, I want I'll you to believe tell it. Don't believe her. You think I've been in a box all my life? <laughs> she ain't talking about no sex. Don't believe no, her. No, we talking about exactly. sex. We're talking about whatever you ask me. Whatever you ask me and my husband, we are going to be as transparent as we possibly can because it's not about us. It's about what we have experienced in relationships. <laughs> So if somebody's like, you, do you uh, toss salad? What you going to say? You got to come to see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how can they get more information? You could go to either my Instagram, I am April Daniels, or to my Twitter, the same uh, name. Or you can go to uh, DanielsDateNight.Eventbrite.com. It's a, a... Still, you're going to walk away with so much knowledge, substance, food to nurture your relationship for the long haul and we have some special giveaways that we're going to be giving you to to leave well, a cute little gift bag. I want gifts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So make sure y'all come and support us. LA only, but that is on March 25th. Do not miss it. It's only a certain number of seating left, so you don't want to miss it. It's yes. going to be ultimate and it's not your average date night. Ah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yes, congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, ladies, I loved this show. I loved talking about this whole letter to your younger self. Because I think people be getting bamboozled with the need to do that. So, (laughs) before we wrap this up, uh, why don't you give our viewers one last thought on regret or your younger self and how they can keep up with you. Well, I still think I'm very young, so... (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) But no, I'm just going to say this. I definitely don't live with regrets, and I feel there is some type of blessing in the lesson. So you you just have to find it. And I feel like everything happens for a reason. I do think writing a letter to your younger self is amazing, but I feel like it should happen, uh, like Diane said, when there is a milestone, just so you can document it and you can know what it feels like to, to live in that moment. So I think I'm going to write a letter to my younger self, like I said, when maybe I have my first child or when I get married again, because I think that'll be a big ordeal for me. It's something that I want to do. So um, you can keep up with me on Twitter at I am Jennifer and on Instagram at Jennifer Williams 17. 
Thank you. So, you know, sometimes regret can simply be disappointments. However you decide to pin it, you should definitely make sure that you address whatever feelings you may harbor because sometimes they can turn into anger, resentment, mm -hmm. or even just a toxic little patch of emotion somewhere that festers into something much larger that you can't get control of. Um, it will alter your decision making. It will harden your heart. It will, you know, sometimes contribute to other areas in your life without you even knowing. So I always suggest that, you know, take the time out to really reflect on where you've been and where you're going. Mm -hmm. And the mistakes that you may see, you know, sometimes you just want to try them over. And there's nothing wrong with that. Other times you might say, well, it didn't work for me. Um, granted, everything does work together for the good, but don't ever give up on the things that you know are truly visions that you want to see forth and, and come into fruition because sometimes we can cut our nose to spite our face because of what didn't happen when we thought it should happen. So, you know, always hold on to that. And one more thing I like to add is that when you're going through life, it is always good to keep it documented, whether it's a letter, whether it's a journal, whether mm -hmm. it's a prayer book, just to know where the hand of God has moved in your life and to remind you sometimes when you want to feel like, you know, it's not quite working out in your favor or things aren't where they should be according to your clock. Mm -hmm. So just make sure that, you know, you keep a balance, you keep a healthy uh, uh, state of mind when it comes to you. And, you know, if things don't go the way it's planned, remember, you can always try again until they do. I am April Daniels, and you can keep up with me across all social media platforms under it. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> so when I think about this concept of writing a letter to your younger self, I think it is vitally important because when we are young, we believe that we know everything. Sometimes we are unteachable. Oftentimes we are unmovable. But when we can sit down and we can reflect on where we are or where we were a year ago, I think that it helps us learn the lessons in life a little bit faster. Because think about it. How many of you listen to the advice of your mother when you were in high school. Okay, forget high school. What about college, right? How long did it take you to remember that mom really does know best? So you can keep up with me across all social media platforms at Diane Valentine. I enjoyed you tonight. I hope you enjoyed us. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.